Hello, hello from wherever you are in the world. My name is Lucy Crichton and on behalf of Macmillan Education, I'd like to uh, welcome you to the Advancing Learning Cafe. So in the next 10 minutes, I'm going to share ideas about teaching children. But before I do that, I'd like to invite you to a webinar that I'll be giving on November the 25th, entitled The Child's Language Journey from Reception to production, to communication. And it'll be taking place at three times during that day, 10 o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the afternoon, and 9.30 in the evening. And it'll be a huge pleasure if wherever you are in the world, you would like to join us for that webinar. So let's get started. Let's talk a little tiny bit about teaching children. Now I'm a teacher, and in, in fact, I'm speaking to you from the office of my school, on a small island in the south of Brazil, where I teach children and teenagers. Um, let's think a little bit about how we feel having passed through all those difficult months of teaching online during the pandemic. Did you learn a lot of different things? I certainly learned a lot and it was very challenging, but I like to think about ways that I can bring those things that I learned into my classroom now when I'm back face to face. So one of the very first things um, that I realized was that children responded a lot to different images. You know, that was the way that we were able to communicate and teach them English by using images on the screen. They responded to that a lot. And other things like um, getting their whole body involved in some way, getting them to work creatively, helping them to feel the protagonist of the lesson, right? So I used a lot of different artistic techniques in my classroom. And of those, I'd like to share one idea with you, um, you know, in the next few minutes. So one of the very first things I think about when I'm teaching children is how to connect to them, right? How do I bring that joy into their lives in that tiny little piece of space that they come into my classroom to learn English? How can I make that moment special and memorable for them? So I always greet my children really carefully. I like to have eye contact with them. You know, if I can, I like to shake their hand. I like them to feel that I see them, that I can hear them and that I know them so that they feel safe in my classroom. So that's my very first starting point. Now, about the project. So we were talking about buildings. We were working on a unit in a book and we were talking about buildings and architecture. So how did I uh, scaffold the learning process of this work that I was going to do with them for the final product? Our final product was to make a cityscape in a shoebox. So I'm, I was very intentional about what we were building towards, but I wanted to carefully set up that learning journey so that it would be fun and engaging for the students. So the very first thing I did was I gathered a lot of different images of different buildings from all over the world and also from the city where we live. You know, it's very important to personalize right at the beginning of starting a new theme. So we had buildings, uh, important buildings um, from the city of Florianopolis, where we live here uh, in the south of Brazil. And also I asked the students to tell me about the houses uh, or the apartments where they lived. 
what they saw on their way to school, what buildings stood out for them, what did they find interesting, what did they want to find out more about. So I engaged them through um, a lot of images and a lot of personalization. Next, um, I asked them, I love to work with um, post-it notes. Do you ever use post-it notes in your classroom? I find them so uh, easy to use. And also it's a way of getting the students to be in charge of the learning process, like the building up of the language. So students who don't write yet can draw pictures on flashcard, um, on post-it notes that you can stick up onto the board. But obviously if they write, you want them to uh, write the words in English. So you support that always because they're going to be using their first language to understand the second. Always support that by writing words on the board as well or language chunks that pop up. So the input, the initial input that they have is something very rich that you can use to structure the language that you're going to need in English for the final intentional product, which was to present their cityscape or to a small group of their peers or to the whole class. So post-it notes are great. And they came up with words like um, uh, bridges because there's a very famous bridge um, that uh, connects the continent to the island where we live. Um, lots of apartment blocks in cities in Brazil. Um, there's a palace, uh, there's not, there isn't a castle, but uh, some kids really love that idea. Um, perhaps a temple skyscrapers, um, monuments, and city squares, parks, everything that has to do um, with a city, the architecture. Okay, so we established some vocabulary. And then next, um, we had to think about how do we put a mini city into a shoebox? So then I taught them a little bit about perspective, about background, foreground and middle ground. And I asked them to think about their ideal city, what buildings they wanted to include. And then I asked them to sketch the buildings they would have in the background, the ones they would have in the middle ground and, and in the foreground. So they had to understand a little bit about scale. And again, scaffolding this creative process, I asked them to first create um, a little cityscape which I got off the internet, it's a printable one, but it is one where they coloured it and they stuck it together to see the idea of uh, a 3D city. So they did that first and I think this was another thing they did that really helped them to understand how to set up the cityscape in the shoebox. So that was the next thing. Then they used their sketches um, and then they they set it up, um, they drew it and they made it into uh, small pieces, but with thicker cardboard so that it would stand up in a shoebox. You can see the foreground in three different pieces, the middle ground. And you can also see here that um, there is a little flap here so that the pieces stand up inside. Can you see? They stand up inside uh, the shoebox. And then this one is the background. So it's the buildings are higher. Um, there's also a tree that comes down into the foreground, but that was the background. And then they can also, in their shoebox, they can paint um, a sky behind. Now, you know, children are, once you give them that opportunity to be creative and inventive, 
they come up with the most wonderful ideas like um, a cityscape um, in the middle of space or an oriental cityscape. And one of the ones they enjoyed doing, let me just show you here, was what does the city look like at night, right? And it was lovely, you know, because then they used yellow paint uh, for the windows and they had stars in the sky and they changed the whole concept. So, you know, as teachers, we have one idea, um, but they come with different ideas. And it's really important for us to include all their creativity, all that tinkering that goes around making something in an English class. So let's get back to the language now. How am I going to set up a way that they can present their cityscape in the shoebox? What language chunks are we going to use? Now, these students that I did this project with are fifth graders. So um, they did have um, basic English. So they understood um, certain questions and how to answer them. We also practice presentation skills because if I'm getting them to present, they need to practice the skills of that. How do I stand? How do I speak? How do I interact with the audience? So I asked them some questions to reflect on, and then we built up the sentence stems that would help them um, present their cityscape. So things like, um, will your cityscape be uh, an interesting place to live? What does it feel like to walk down the sidewalks and the pavements in your cityscape? Yeah. So then we built up um, some possible sentences that they could use to present. For example, in my cityscape, you can see in the background, in the middle ground, in the foreground, and they finish the sentence. I chose this style because, right, what is the style of the cityscape? If you walk in my city, you will feel. Um, and also, we also did, um, after we had, uh, we had like a little rehearsal of how to present the cityscape, and then we had the actual presentations. And then after the presentations, we had like a self-evaluation. How did you feel about presenting? What did you learn? What was difficult? What was easy? What would you do differently next time? So that, is an idea that perhaps you'd like to use with your students, making a cityscape in a shoebox and presenting it in front of the class. Presenting skills are very important, right? So that was it. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope that it's given you some inspiration and some ideas to use with your students. And just before I finish, don't forget the webinar on the 25th of November. You will see the link here in the chat. Um, you will see you can press on the link and you can register. And also, if you're interested, there is a blog post that I've written about scaffolding learning, which is up on the Macmillan Education website. Thank you very much indeed for joining me. I hope you have a lovely day wherever you are in the world. Goodbye.